1: Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. What a time the body of Christ is entering into. What a time we're having. And since at Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries, which is in other parts of the world too, the prophecies are manifesting. And many of them manifested already. And we are so excited. We're so excited and at the same time, very grateful on what God is doing to the body of Christ. And just like I addressed last week about the heart issue, when we believe our prophecy, when we receive, when we get prophesied on, and it's awesome. All prophecies from God, they're good because, you know what, even their corrections, if you repented and if you made a correction, you'll be restored. You are forgiven automatically by God because he loves you. Now, if some of you, I hope only a handful, are wondering how come you're not seeing things, you're not experiencing this move of God, your prophecies are not manifesting, how come you believe God, you're not compromising, you're not sinning, in other words, and it's still not manifesting, then we need to check our agape walk. It might be a heart issue. More than likely, it is a heart issue. That sometimes, because we are so conditioned to follow the Babylonian system, even though we spiritualize it, sometimes we don't know why as if we are in cycles. We're in cycles all the time, and yet some Christians are not. They continue to move forward. So if you're wondering, if you're one of those that's wondering, how come you're not part of the blessings, you're not receiving the blessings from God, or your prophecies are not manifesting, let us check our heart issue. Last week, I discussed about the parable of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 31. We all know the story, right? The the younger son went to his father and asked for his inheritance. So the father divided the inheritance between the two sons, and the younger brother went, squandered, his money on prostitutes and he lost everything and he was starving. So he decided to beg to come back and begged for his father's forgiveness and also to ask if he can be hired as one of his servants. Instead, the father welcomed him with open arms and the older brother, once he found out about it, he got angry. So the older brother in that parable also had a heart issue. Why? The scripture is very clear. When Jesus shared this parable, the father shared equally the inheritance. Shared equally. So whatever the father spent towards this prodigal son when he came back, it didn't come out from the other son's inheritance. It has nothing to do with his inheritance. It has something to do with the other son but he didn't care about his father missing his other son he didn't care that his father was broken-hearted he didn't care that he lost his brother he only cared about himself about what he deserved i want you to keep that in mind this time of restoration and healing we need to rejoice over those who came back to the kingdom we need to pray for them we need to encourage them to let go of the past and press on towards the marks of the high calling in Christ Jesus. We have to rejoice with our brothers and sisters when their dreams come true, even though yours have not manifested yet. If theirs have manifested, yours is next. Just don't get into envy, malice, Or don't give in to offenses, right? In Luke chapter 15, verse 28, it says, The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. Look at that. Because the father loved them both, but he had him all these times. But the son, he almost lost him, so he was overjoyed. But the older son cannot rejoice with his father. In our times, no matter what we're dealing with, if we're fighting jealousy, fighting envy, or even bitterness because of the victory or the blessings of others, let us consider the heart of our father God. Let us consider him first. And then if we consider his heart if we go after his own heart, then we will all make the right correction and adjustment as far as our attitudes are concerned about our heart issue, right? So in verse 29, the son replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. In all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet, when this son of yours come back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. The father divided the inheritance equally. And when the younger son came back, the father did not take away anything from the older son's inheritance. It has nothing to do with him. When our brothers' and sisters' dreams come true, don't be resentful of them, because by your action and by your bitter words, you are saying that our God is not just, that he plays favorites. Do not be resentful of the fact that our God is generous and ever-loving and merciful. You know, I'll show you one example. We started the holding Miracle Crusade here in Texas in 2003. And we go everywhere where God sent us to, and we've held Miracle Crusades. Well, in one of the Miracle Crusades here in San Antonio, God moved and touched everyone that came there was a young woman who was so blessed she wanted to bless me but she didn't have any money so she left and while driving home she was still thanking god about the crusade and she mentioned again that she really wanted to bless me the holy spirit told her yes you have a seed you have something to bless her and she was directed to sow the pearl necklace she just made to me She makes jewelries, She makes them and sells them. So she turned around. She was so excited. But I was still ministering to people. So she went and approached Erica, who was about eight years old at that time, my daughter, and she told Erica to give that necklace to me. One woman in the group, one woman at the... was a part of Freedom Fellowship Church at that time, saw and heard what this woman told Erica and saw the pearl necklace. She didn't like it. She went to Erica and took the pearls from my daughter and dropped it at the offering basket. She told Erica, this is an offering, so it needs to be in this offering basket. So my daughter didn't say anything. But the woman who gave me those necklaces saw everything and came back and retrieved the necklace again. And this time she waited for me. So she explained to me how much she got blessed after I finished ministering. She came to me and uh, told me how blessed she was. It was her first time and that She wanted to personally hand me the pearl necklace in instruction to God, but the other woman took it from Erica. So she specifically told me again that I want to sow that seed personally to you. I thanked her and the Holy Spirit told me to be mindful of that seed. So I took the necklace and placed it next to my purse and my Bible. So after I finished I was getting ready to go back to my room. I looked for the necklace, and the same woman told me that she took the necklace because it's an offering and placed it in the offering basket because they're real pearls. Why did she do that? She resented the fact that people are giving me gifts. She resented the fact that she wanted that necklace for herself. But with the instruction from the Holy Spirit... I did not give that necklace to her. So I took the necklace and I told her, next time, please don't do that. If somebody really asks somebody to give and said they're mindful of their seed, I said, don't you do that. And kept on telling me that I already have pearl necklace and those are real pearls. Well, yeah. So I finally asked the lady, What is it to you? What is your problem? That is not your seed. It is somebody else's seed. So I took the necklace back, and I wore it right there and then. After a few weeks, that woman was gone. Glory to God. See, she didn't spend any money on that necklace. I did not ask for that necklace. But somebody wanted to be generous and sow a seed to me personally, and she resented it. And she did not check her heart issue. If she did, she could be traveling with me right now. She could have been getting blessings from others at the same time. But she missed opportunities because instead of rejoicing in the blessings of others, she resented it. Because in her heart she needed the money, she needed those necklaces more than I do. When probably she's right. But I have to follow the instruction from the Lord. I don't give away presents from others until the Lord releases me to give them away. So, did you get passed on for promotion again? You can cry, but keep in mind that our God is just. It is a heart issue. In Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Proverbs 24.12 If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay its person according to what he has done? God is watching. You cannot get rid of him because he's everywhere. So when this resentment comes, when this bitterness comes, unforgiveness, jealousy, envy, those are natural tendencies that you and I have to fight and overcome every day. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us cleanse our hearts, to teach us how to be a man after God's own heart. And above all else, Always consider the heart of our loving God. We belong to Him. You know what? Your prophecies are manifesting right now. To you, my brothers and sisters, who are thinking that there is no chance for you. You know, in your situation, brother, you're not listening by accident. Your situation How impossible it is. No, you're not going to jail. God is going to intervene on your behalf. He loves you. And he knows you love him too. And now he's leading you to the path where you should be. There will be restoration. And keep in mind, my dear sister, you don't need to earn the love of a father. You're already approved. You have a loving Father in Him. He is all that you need. So stop looking for love, the wrong places, from the wrong people. God is going to cut those influences and those relationships that are not from Him because He loves you. And yes, there is a greater future for you. You're beautiful. You are approved. You're qualified. And there's nothing that you can do that will separate you from his love. He will never give up on you. And when he was on the cross, he looked at you in your present situation and tried to imagine him looking at your eyes right now and telling you, you know what? You are worth dying for. That's how important you are in the kingdom. So stand strong. Receive the forgiveness and the cleansing, loving God. Okay? Don't worry about the things that you cannot do. Focus on the little things that you can. All you need to do is to call on him. Okay? Just say, Jesus, Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, I accept you and thank you for accepting me. As one of your own, and tell him that you want to be born again, and the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the heavens will rejoice, and they will act like the father in the prodigal son acted. He didn't punish the younger son, he did not even reprimand him. He embraced him, changed his clothes, and prepared a feast. That is what a loving father wants to do with you right now. To hold you, to love you, to restore you, and to reassure you that you are loved. Okay? Okay. So it's about a heart issue. And I'm going to get one more thing. This is also time for... When the harvest is coming, it's time to pull the weeds too in order to prepare for the next crops to be planted, right? So I'm talking about the parable of the Good Samaritan. In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, and this is something that will be so interesting with you, and I'm going to try to make things fast because I'm running out of time. In Luke chapter ten twenty five says, One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. See? That is a hard issue. Love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? A lot of times, for me, especially for me, before I got the revelation of this parable, it's easy to love God. But sometimes it's very challenging to love your neighbors as you love yourself. I'm just being honest. Until I got the revelation of this parable. Okay? So it's not going to be difficult for you too. To love your neighbors. In verse 28, it says, right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions because he was testing Jesus. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Here it is. In verse 30, Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. If you're going to look at this parable right now, the priest, we can call him a pastor right now, a temple assistant, an elder of a church, a lay minister, maybe? They're anointed, right? Okay, verse 33. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and, wine and wound and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, The one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. The Jewish man who was attacked... His neighbor was the Samaritan. This is from Jesus. Okay. So Jesus commanded us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. This is the second great commandment. And Jesus defined who our neighbors are. Just like for this Jewish man who was attacked. His neighbor was the Samaritan. And what did Jesus tell us? We have to follow these two commandments, right? To love God and to love our neighbors. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. If you're going to do this, you will live. That's what Jesus said. If you love your neighbors as you love yourself. So Jesus defined who our neighbors are. Not the anointed priest who ignored a man lying on the road. Not the temple assistant who passed the injured man and went on the other side. Those are not our neighbors that we're supposed to love ourselves. So are we commanded by God to love this two who are not operating in love? Yes, to forgive them and not to be like them. But we should love our neighbors, those who have what? Helped us along the way. Those who discipled us. Those who loved us. Those who took care of us and not just ignored us. Because Jesus commanded his disciples to do the same. Not just to be a good Samaritan, because we always focus on the good Samaritan. But this came out because of the heart issue of this man who was testing Jesus. About how can I live? How can I have an eternal life? It's about the two great commandments. So our neighbors, those who have the heart... Those who are merciful, those that are shown mercy, those who have invested their time for us, those who lend a helping hand in time of need, those who took pity, those that were merciful, those are our neighbors. So now it's not too difficult to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. You look and read this parable again, so that you will have a deeper understanding on who our neighbors are. Okay? So, I'll just leave you that. Keep in mind, it is always a heart issue. And the kingdom of God is always about the heart. It is the heart that God searches every time. For the eyes of the Lord reigns throughout the earth, seeking to strengthen those whose hearts are pure before him. 2 Chronicles 19:6. And you do the same. And I'm running out of time. Thank you and join us in our Sunday services. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road of IH10. Our services starts in the morning at ten thirty and evening service at seven. Also, Wednesday service starts at 7 p.m. Mark your calendar for December 31st, 2016 for the annual prophetic gathering of the saints in San Antonio, Texas. You need to register for that event and also I am going to the Philippines in the last part of November all the way to the first two weeks of December and hopefully New Zealand and I'll be conducting uh, pastors' conference and Miracle Crusades, and also business schools and prophetic schools. Everywhere I go, and people are lining up right now. It's not a matter of where do I get an invitation. It's a matter of which one and where to go. So continue to pray for me and sow a seed. It's a great seed. You can mail your check to post office box 1579, this Texas 78023. Or you can go to our website and hit donate and just put a memo there for the missions or wherever you wanted to allocate your seed. It's a great seed. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you.